Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we are Flying with Firefly on the Sunnydale Stacks. Sunnydale Stacks, Flying with Firefly, where every other week we immerse ourselves in a lawless verse populated by refugees from Earth that was, and navigate two episodes of Firefly. This week we're exploring war stories and trash. I love to explore trash, just get in that dumpster, find out what's going on. It's all you. Have you ever actually had to get in a dumpster? I've gotten to get into a, a dumpster. <laughs> uh, I think I had to stamp down trash for some weird reason. That's why I've gotten in a dumpster. Yeah. yeah, we used to have, back when I managed a pool, on Fridays they would have adult night where they would leave the pool open till midnight. And play and, a bunch of pornos. Sure. Uh, it was adults only and they were allowed to drink. Like that was the big... Oh, no. Yeah, it was very dangerous. Oh, drinking at a pool. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the most disgusting smelling, heavy garbage full of Ooh. beer bottles. And it it never failed. It would overflow and you have to pay when there's overflow. So mm-hmm. I would have to get on top of the trash and just jump a lot. At this point, it's after midnight. You're tired. You're sp- it was the worst. It was Oof. the worst. That does not sound like fun. So I do not, you can explore that trash on your own, but I will mm. cheer you on. We have an official Sunnydale Stacks poll this week. Ooh. In War Stories... Zoe tells us why she and Mal always slice their apples. So I asked the stackers, do you cut your apples or chomp right in? Uh, So 62% of our listeners said, what do you think? I would guess chomp right in. That's the surprise theme. 62% slice their apples. I wonder if they just are such big Firefly fans. They're just like, I better not chance it. We had a lot of people saying that they, because they spread peanut butter on it. Okay, okay. Somebody said with cheese, is that a thing? Apples and cheese? Um, I Like you cut up apples and like there'll be like an apple and cheese platter. I've seen that. Okay. But I, like, it's not something I, I think of as a snack of like, I'm going to cut up an apple and put some cheese on it as I'm like watching Wheel of Fortune. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a regional thing. Maybe. Like putting cheese on a pie slice. What is that travesty? It, I mm, no, I'm I'm not a big fan of savory and sweet together. So like that especially is just. I also I don't life. believe in fruit pie. <laughs> <laughs> just I can show you evidence. It's not like ghosts where like you could you could no, say like well, well this is no, really concrete. More in general, I don't believe in hot fruit. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea of like a hot apple pie, gross. That's disgusting. <laughs> Fruit should be refrigerated. Fruit, <laughs> or like, like when you get a stir fry and they want to put little mandarin oranges on it. No. Well, I don't. I don't like that. Hot orange. <laughs> Why? Well, orange isn't isn't one that I like. I like hot, but I think it, like an apple can no. can be real satisfying. No. Some cinnamon. No, I'm allergic to cinnamon, so I really don't do apple pie. Well, that's why you don't like hot <laughs> hot fruit. You haven't had it right. <laughs> uh, so what do you do? Do you, do you chomp right into your apple or you uh, slice it? Yeah, because, I mean, unless you're, like, dipping it in something, I feel like it's just I, – I don't I don't see the point in putting all that extra effort into things. <laughs> Although, have you ever heard that there is, like, in the medieval times in Europe, mm. um, not uh, medieval times in, like, Schomburg or wherever <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, for not for out of state listeners, that is like 
kind of an amusement park where you yeah. watch I night. I think there's like a couple around the country. Okay. I think. Great. Maybe there were. We've got know. international listeners. Yeah. It, it's it's like a an amusement park type place where you go to eat dinner with your hands and watch nights joust. But here's the thing. In actual medieval times in Europe, I, I remember reading this thing. It was basically talking about how it was thought to be like barbaric and uh, just horrible to actually take a bite out of anything. You always had to like either like break off or cut morsels and you'd like eat a morsel at a time hmm. to take a bite out of something was seen as like a savage thing to do. I mean, I can kind of see that yeah. it's, it's, I would never bite into an apple on like a date. It's not exactly like a ladylike culture thing to do. <laughs> well, what if you're, you're out apple picking? Well, yeah, then context. Yeah. Yeah. But not like in the middle of an opera. <laughs> Those fancy, fancy apple dinners. <laughs> uh, I'd like my apple chilled, thank you. <laughs> right? No, don't heat that shit. Have you, ever, have you ever tried an apple pie but cold? Cinnamon. They make some without cinnamon. I've never, I don't know. I'm going to guess you eat an apple pie. No. Gross. Fruit, No. Pie should be made of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I do like a French silk, so I can't, I can't argue too hard. <laughs> French silk is the best that. pie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Megan said the reason that she slices apples is because she's been into one and found a worm. But look on the good side, it wasn't half a worm. <laughs> well, it's just protein. <laughs> and on Twitter, at Dim Sum Kitty uh, said that she slices her apples and then eats them with peanut butter. Excellent snack. Um, she says she considers them an anti-food and leaves her hungrier than before she started. Hmm. Uh, I'm the opposite. I, I probably eat an apple five days a week because it's like the perfect size snack and like, we'll fill me that doctor away. I just, I mean, they're cheap and they are filling. Mm -hmm. I also asked the stackers if they had any food related stories that changed the way they eat. Similar to like not finding a grenade, but similar to say finding a worm Mm -hmm. in your apple. Do you have any such stories? I, I now look very carefully whenever I eat crackers hmm. because uh, one time I was like, uh, I got like 20 minutes before I have to leave, but I'm, I'm weirdly hungry. I know I don't have anything here. Uh, I, I was like, oh, you know what? In the cabin, I remember having some crackers. It was like a sleeve from a box, but I just mm-hmm. like, I didn't have anything to properly. So I just like folded over, put it in the thing. And I, I was like, oh, I think that's still in there. So I opened it up and I started eating and I was like, this tastes funny. I looked and it was crawling with ants. Oh, and, yeah so i was like "Ooh, i gotta check crackers much more carefully <laughs> or just anything that you leave open well, it wasn't like open it doesn't open. have to be crackers is all i'm saying yeah but i was like oh, i wouldn't even want you oh. <sighs> yeah surprised they'd be attracted to crackers you think more that they want things that have sugar in them yeah i mean there's i'm sure there's some sugar in, in most crackers or at least corn syrup or whatever and sort of processed yeah. yeah but i was like oh how did you all get in there you're all in there <laughs> oh cool yeah uh, the last time I went to Chris's mom's house, mm-hmm. uh, she, you know, I walked in. She said, do you want a LaCroix? And I was like, yeah. oh, yes, I would love a LaCroix. It is hot out. I took one out of the fridge and she took it out of my hand and like started pouring it in a glass. And I just kind of found it like that was just a little strange. Yeah. But like, I'm an adult. I can do that. And she's like, she's, I didn't say anything, but yeah. she's like, do you want to know why I'm pouring this for you? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little, just a little weird. Um, and she said, last month, I uh, opened a can of LaCroix and I started drinking from it. When it got near the end, I decided to pour, it was warm, so I decided to pour it into a glass with ice and there was a bug in it. 
in the can. Was she? Was it like a thing where like the bug flew in later? No, and it was like a big bug. That well, now I'm definitely not drinking Lacroix. Well, so, <laughs> so she's like, so I will never ever drink anything from the can ever again, and I I honestly can't say I will either. I think I'm pouring everything That's out from crazy. now on. Crazy, like water. You'd think like. How do you not notice that getting in there? <gasps> That's not good quality control. No. What happened in that factory? Like if it's a cola, like, yeah, it's like the brown liquid. So I, I can That's see that probably why it was. It probably happens with Coca-Cola all the time, but it's so acidic and gross that it dissolves the bugs. Yeah, and then it's just more deliciousness. <laughs> so let's take off with the Sunnydale Stacks and voyage into War Stories. <laughs> In my memory, previous to watching this time around, this has always been my favorite episode. Oh, okay. I really love Wash. Um, I felt like there's a lot of tension that went until now not talked about mm-hmm. between Zoe and Wash and Mal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought this one was always a really great blend of drama and action and hilarity. Yeah. It's like chasing Amy with guns. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will say that, like, even though I've always considered this one my favorite, I do not watch it all the time because it is so heavy. Like, mm. I don't enjoy watching people get tortured. So, well, I do. So that was the best part for me. <laughs> so I save it for special occasions. <laughs> Just on Christmas, your yeah. birthday. Yeah, you know. So, book is musing about Shang Yu, a dictator. He's a warrior poet who wrote about torture, which begs the question: Why does book know all this? Well, we know that he's like. Some kind of X something or other. I don't know. Also, his name is Book, so you right, imagine he's Book. <laughs> if you had the last name Book and you weren't well well read, you'd you'd be kind of a fool. <laughs> or I just fun to to have it ironically, like a big fat guy named Teeny. So you know that just made me think. I don't know why Willy Wonka felt the need to punish Mike TV. His name is Mike TV. What is he going to do? Not watch TV? Yeah, you're the one who brought him to your place. You know what's going to happen. Huh. Uh, so he's talk- he brings this up because he's musing, is, is the Alliance's uh, test on River, all their surgeries on her, was it torture? Simon doesn't think so. He said this was very calculated. So. Yeah, it would be kind of elaborate to be torture. Yeah. No. Meanwhile, uh, Niska's having a man whipped. Remember Niska? Niska part two. Last time we saw Niska was the train job. Mm -hmm. Uh, He paid Mal and the crew to steal some medicine, which they ended up giving back to the people, but then also gave Niska his money back. Mm -hmm. So they felt they were square. And then they stole medicine again, but in a good way. Yeah. They're really good at stealing medicine. That's what they should do full time. (laughs) So he's been looking for serenity, uh, has not forgiven Mal. Mm Mm-hmm. He also quotes Shang Yu. Uh, he believes that uh, in torturing a man, only then do you learn who he really is. Uh, not surprising that this dude likes the warrior mm-hmm. torture poet. Yeah. And I, I do feel it's a little forced to have book talking about that beforehand. It seems like a little, it's a little too pat for me. Because they, um, obviously, Mandarin has become mm-hmm. part of their language that the Asian culture has fused with our western culture in the future it to me it does kind of seem like maybe today we would talk about machiavelli 
or but even that i mean it's just like i i'm talking about this one specific author in in a really like out of left field way just to set up a guy who would be talking about it all the time yeah yeah i don't know it just something about it has always always wrecked me a little like uh, a little too and maybe it's just the proximity of the scenes gotcha i don't know something about it just never felt right to me get out your notebooks and pencils it's time to learn with simon's study guide So Niska is a big fan of Shan Yu. Is Shan Yu a real person? And if so, what is he known for? I would say yes, and he's known for just cutting a mean head of hair. <laughs> he's a famous barber. So it's um, a little unclear. Some people say like, nope. Not a real person, not in the history books. Some people say yes, that Firefly is just mispronouncing or misspelling mm. the name of uh, a famous ruler whose name is Zhang Yu, mm-hmm. if I'm pronouncing that anywhere near correctly, spelled with an X instead of an SH. Okay. Uh, he was a ruthless warlord around 200 BC and led peasants in an uprising against the Qin Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's best known as the challenger of the Han dynasty in the Chu Han contention. Basically, uh, Zhang Yu's defeat meant the end of the old aristocratic order. Okay. So his defeat means new world order. Okay. Kind of. So in all the history books, he is depicted as a ruthless leader. Um, and this is used in sharp contrast to his rival, Lu Bang, who was obviously was the one that came out on top after they got rid of the aristocracy. Uh, Zhang Yu is a mass murderer. And the most notorious example of his cruelty was when he ordered uh, the 200,000 surrendered Quinn troops to be buried alive. That's not nice. But there's no evidence that he could write, let alone a book. So like there is no mm. Zhang Yu book that Niska and Shepard mm. book are talking about. But it's possible he is based on this historic person. Or maybe here's my head cannon. It's a guy that came after our time, but before Serenity mm-hmm. Firefly timeline, uh, who just was inspired by the earlier version and took a similar name and uh, yeah. fucked people up. Cool, sounds good. So one of Anara's clients, a very important politician, is going to come on board. Mm-hmm. Pun intended. She, uh, Anara oh, wants boy. To- <laughs> I you could slip that one under. That's what she said. Uh, Nara wants total privacy. Mm-hmm. Mal says, well, I got to meet anyone who comes on my ship, which is totally my parents in high school saying, <laughs> I have to meet any boy who takes you out. Like, no. Don't do that. This is in the sixties. If a boy <laughs> just wants to like pull up in front of my house and I'm going to go get in his car, please let this be okay. Yeah. Like, no one wants to come inside and meet the parents. Don't no. Don't make me do like, that. Because like in adult relationships, you don't do that right away. No. That's a weird step. It's and like if it's like prom night, fine. Yeah. But if it's like we're gonna go hang out and see if maybe we like each other, this is not meet the parents time. No. I don't I I didn't have a driver. Don't do that. Don't do that. So Kaylee and River are playing tag Aww. or keep away with an apple. Uh it's just so cute. They're yeah. just I mean, and I love the like 
we have a whole crate of apples. That one's mine. Like they just, they're just doing it to have fun. They know they don't need to be doing it. Mm. There's no real animosity here. And this is where we get the famous line. Kaylee grabs the apple and says, no power in the verse can stop me. Yep. That's the only time that line is uttered. Yeah, that's not going to come back in any way, is it? Nope. (laughs) So it turns out that Jane bought the apples. Feeling guilty much? Oh, maybe you just wanted to make some hot apple pie. Uh, uh, Again, this is right on the heels of him having turned in Simon and River and Mel almost killing him for it. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is where we get Zoe explaining why she and Mal always cut their apples. And she tells It's not for peanut butter. No. Should have been. Now that uh, they tell a story about the war where the Alliance was so nice to give them a bunch of apples. But when a few soldiers bit into them, their heads blew off from grenades. Uh, Wash, not a fan of the story. I can't see why. No. And like I get when he's just like, let's maybe not talk about these really terrible, awful things mm-hmm. in front of Kaylee. She's very young and innocent. Yeah. Um, but he's also, he's not happy. He's just, yeah, he doesn't have these bonding mm-hmm. war stories with Zoe. It's a whole part of her that he doesn't understand. Yeah. And to make matters worse, he's also not happy that one, the captain didn't like his idea of them cutting mm-hmm. out the middleman and bringing the medicine right to the towns. And two, that Zoe told Mal about his plan to cut out the middleman. Yeah. And didn't support it. So maybe Wash was the middleman being cut out? What? Womp. They have a fight about it. Zoe did not think that Wash's idea was the greatest. And he has a good point that like, okay, then Mm -hmm. you tell me that. Don't be like, well, the captain says this. The captain, like, Mm -hmm. well, what do you think? Yeah, it's, it's, it's. You're hiding behind something to not express your own feelings. Yes. Like, if, even if you know it's going to upset him, you have to say it anyway, mm-hmm. honesty's sake. So we meet Anara's client. No, not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you mean it's not the guy who looks like a background villain in a 1990s uh, Sega CD game? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he stepped out of the Matrix. Uh, he's just ridiculous. That's the security, guys. No, it's her. What? Uh, uh, this is weird. Okay, I'm so glad you feel that way because I'm also like, what the hell is this storyline? Because like you think like, oh, okay, like oh, it's a surprise that it's you know uh, a beautiful female client, not like some usually kind of schlubby guy. And it's like, okay, they have this scene where she like you know does the client thing, and that's it. That's it, and it's it's. It's a major part of this episode. Like, this is our B storyline. And, like, at some point you think it's going somewhere that Inara's like, I'm trying to pull some some strings with my client and get her to intervene. You're like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is why we have... But no, she's like, oh, no, my client won't do anything. You're like, why then? It feels icky in two parts. It Mm -hmm. either feels that they're like, look at us being progressive, including a lesbian scene. Mm -hmm. Which, fine, I like the idea that Inara takes clients of all genders. Yeah. You don't need it to be your B storyline. Yeah. Uh, so if you're just trying to, like, pander to people, mm-hmm. you can fuck off. Yeah. And then There's it also the, kind of feels mm-hmm. like it's a little gross, that it kind of feels like they're really sexualizing. Mm-hmm. You guys, it's two women, and they're going to get it on. And they're super hot, and look at their massage each other, and they're going to kiss. And they don't Ooh. play the heterosexual relationships this way. No, they don't. And like, 
even that, like, I could kind of forgive if at least there was something else after it. But I was just like, yeah, thanks for that uh, makeout scene and all. But uh, what what what? What, what, what is this point? doing in this show? What <laughs> like, was the point? Yeah, it, uh, yeah, it's super weird. And she seems like a good actor. So, like, I don't you know if maybe wasted the, her. Maybe the, there was more to this part originally, and they cut it down, but they didn't want to lose all of or it. Or maybe she was going to come back in a later episode. Maybe. But yeah, I like, I like this character. Mm-hmm. I like this actress. No. But they didn't do shit with this. It was like they were filling time and also being like, guys, lesbians are hot. Yeah. I thought with what they were going to be doing, which, I mean, could fall into the the whole, like, uh, Barry Gates trope, was going to be like, oh, we're going to bring in a new sympathetic character who's, like, supposed to be, like, this high status who can help them out. And uh, then when she goes to, like, petition Niska to, like, hey, on behalf of my, you know, uh, position in society, please let, let these people go, then, like, Niska kills her. And just to show, like, sure. how much of a threat Niska is, like, yeah. like, he can he can mess with anybody. That would have worked. Yeah, I would have been. I would have affected me emotionally yeah. because I like this character. Yeah, and it was. Just, yeah, it's it's so weird, and it's like I don't. <sighs> Maybe if they just cut the the scene where it's like Anara and her being clients, it was just kind of like a like a a two little scene joke of like, oh. Jane, Jane wants to go masturbate now. Like mm. that would almost be better than like just getting the very gratuitous, like sexy scene that doesn't yeah. add anything to the plot. They're, yeah. They're like making fun of Jane for being like, Oh, lesbians hot. I'm going to go jack off now. Like yeah. we're supposed to be making fun of Jane, but it's kind of what the writers are doing. That's yeah. That's what it feels like. Or, or like you said, maybe they were trying to like be progressive, like see, she's open-minded, but let's, let's, then make if her a real character. If it doesn't stor- serve a story function, then yeah, it's just pandering. Well, yeah. Then either she needs to like just walk in and out the way any of the male clients yeah. would have done or make her a real character. But the fact that you f- focus on this one sex mm-hmm. scene that we don't need yeah. is weird. Because there's nothing she does in that scene that's significantly different from any other time she's interacted with her clients. Right. Except that it's a woman. We d- the woman, the, her clients, it's not like her client has information about Niska the no. way that like the virgin kid, like yeah. it was because of Anara's interaction with mm-hmm. him in the bedroom that they escaped in Jamestown. And that kid had an arc, a small one, but like sure. he, he like he was able to stand up to his father like that. That character had some some growth and an arc and like the two little scenes he was in and th- this character like goes off screen and they say she got them a medical supply. At the very end, the like telescope looking thing. Oh yeah, they got a, the thing to reattach his ear. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's what that scene was about. Because you could have just said the doctor did it with, you know, it's in the future. It exists future on the medicine. ship. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the things they stole. Yeah, sure. Exactly. You just had to steal a bunch of medical supplies. You don't need to have them get a new medical supply. That's not a reason to have a character. Uh, okay, I'm glad. I'm glad you. I, I was afraid. I was like, I'm not going to sound like an asshole when I no. say this is okay. I, great. I had the same problem. Yeah. So Wash rigged the shuttle so that Zoe and Mail can't take off. I do like that. That's clever. I I, I love this whole scene. This is mm-hmm. really great, and this is what I always loved about this episode. That it's Wash is funny because he's mm-hmm. Wash, and it's yeah. totally in character. But the tension here between yeah. everyone, between Wash and his wife, and Mal mm-hmm. and Zoe, and Wash and Mal is just so great. Yeah. Um, and w- Mal's the whole thing about like, okay, like I'm confused, I'm angry, and I'm armed. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. ah, that's such a good line. 
I love like when he's talking about we're not going to eat this promise. We're not going to stop with, for beers with the fellas. Well, and then oh, he's, he's an, great. another great thing about this episode is I feel like how layered this is. This episode mm-hmm. is for Wash because on one hand, like when you're going with, you know, I didn't ask what the captain think. What do you think? He's absolutely right. But at some point she says to him, you're losing the high ground. Mm-hmm. And he 100% yeah. does. Wash is kind of being a prick here that mm-hmm. like this is her job. Yeah. This was her job when he met her. Yeah. So he's now preventing her to do from doing her job because he's jealous of another man. Mm-hmm. And it's human. Like yeah. and, and this is a growth episode for Wash. Mm-hmm. He's being kind of a Neanderthal prick here. Mm-hmm. Human, a human yeah. emotion, sure. But he will learn by the end of it, like, hey, mm-hmm. you were wrong. Yeah. That's her job. And Mal's not coming between you. Mm-hmm. So during the deal, which of course goes south because all of their deals do. They just got to stick to stealing medicine. I don't know how they're going to sell Even it. Even that went wrong. They still stole it, they though. They still stole It's like in the next episode when Anar is like, you haven't pulled any big highs. I'm like, no, because they always go badly. They kind of <laughs> suck at this. <laughs> Uh, so they get you get the red dot on the forehead. Snipers yep. take them All the out. Gilly guys and their little suits. Yep, and then they're they're kidnapped. When Mal and Wash are late, Zoe mounts a rescue operation with Jane and Buck, and there they find those dead bodies that had been taken out by the snipers. And I know like Niska's got money or whatever, but I I've always been bugged by the fact they don't take that medicine. Oh, see, I was going to say I like that detail because that's what tells them like, oh, this was not someone trying to steal their medicine. Mm-hmm. This is different. Yeah. I just feel like I would have taken that medicine. Oh, they don't give a shit. I wasn't in, I mean, like, there's, they're footmen. They're not thinking for themselves. They were told to get the guys. It's not like Nisk was there and was like, oh, also grab that. Like, no, these aren't the thinkers. But I'm just like, I see some free medicine. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that shit. <laughs> okay. I mean, read the label first. Don't take, just, don't if just, I see a pill bottle, guys, I'm just going to swallow what's ever in there. Like four or five pills. You don't want to do that. You just, you're, I they don't let me into that CVS anymore. <laughs> that shit's not free. That's why, Mike. Just because it's on a shelf. Well, then why is it locked up if they don't want me to eat it in this store? <laughs> now I'm the bad guy. <laughs> now I'm the one that has to put on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where we were. <laughs> so smash cut to Niska's ship. Mal and Wash are blindfolded. Yeah. I like this idea of like, okay, what would Zoe do? Which I feel like is mm-hmm. what we should ask all the time now. WWZD. Mm-hmm. What would Zoe do? Well, I use that for what would Zendaya do. What's that? Uh, she's, she's a real big deal right now. She was, uh, she was spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, uh, she was Mary Jane in Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, I've seen pictures. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so again, Wash has a weird moment where he says, oh, but you guys have been in situations like this before, right? Mm-hmm. Mal, she's my wife. <laughs> this is always the line I think of when I think of this episode yeah. is him blindfolded going, Mal, she's my wife. Like, what the fuck did you think she did? <laughs> uh, just just bought more uh, strapping leather vests. She just gets shot at a lot. Yeah. You know this. <laughs> He says, what gives you the right to put her in situations mm-hmm. like this? Because she signed up for the job. Yeah. 
Um, and he, I do love this part where he goes, she obeys you, not me, not always, like when she married you. Whoa, whoa. Another great line that I yeah. think I'm with this up. So Zoe has a plan to get them back. She's just going to give Niska all of their money. Yep. He didn't ask for it, but she's just taking up collection. Everything. Yeah. Give him everything. Mm-hmm. I bet Jane has a bunch of money still stashed away. There's no way he gave everything. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. So Niska's electrocuting our boys and Mal and Wash are arguing with each other, ignoring Niska. That's a, it's a fun scene. It's my, this is definitely my favorite scene in this episode. It's one of my favorite scenes of the series. Mm-hmm. I think it's so well done that what Niska's doing to them is awful and you can mm-hmm. feel it. Like this yeah. is a visceral scene. But I love the fact that it's clear to us that they are fighting with each other to keep from dying, to keep their yeah. adrenaline up, to distract themselves. Well, and like, I love how you kind of think like, it's it's funny that they're just arguing still throughout this, but then you, you start to realize like, oh no, they're doing this to keep the other one mm-hmm. sane, especially when like Mal sees, you know, uh, Wash is kind of slipping down mm-hmm. uh, and he like really reiterates what he's trying to say and says, I think that's when he says like, I'm going to take your wife to yeah, bed. Yeah. The, the, the most offensive thing he can mm-hmm. to, to really like get him, him perked up again to keep the fight. And that's the, this is the scene that I'm, I really think of when I think about how this episode is such a great mix of drama and action and comedy. Cause mm-hmm. this scene is all of that. Yeah. Their shit that they're saying is funny Mm -hmm. it's also heartbreaking and it is hard to watch Mm -hmm. but yeah they are really going at it i love that the episode lets you figure that out it doesn't you know overtly state here's why they're fighting guys like it's you are working that out for yourself i do want to mention uh a great line uh ellen tudyk has in the commentary for this episode because the commentary is Nathan Fillion and Alan Tudyk. Oh, perfect. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a fun one to listen to, uh, where he talks about like, he's, he's critical of himself at this scene. Cause, uh, he, he said, now, I don't know. I feel like they, then you were doing great acting for Firefly and I was doing great acting for the deer hunter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a funny way to put it. I don't agree, but I don't know. I think both it's both doing great. I think it's a really funny way to put it. Like <laughs> he just thought he was too serious and too, too into it. This fight does really climax pun intended with them talking about Mal betting Zoe Mm -hmm. and wash saying that like, Oh, the only reason she's so obsessed with you is because you haven't slept with her. She's obsessed with the guy she hasn't been with. If you guys would just get it over with, then this would be over, Mm -hmm. which will come back. Uh Oh, meanwhile, Zoe with the unrequested ransom Mm -hmm. and God wash breaks my heart when she walks into the room and he's like just no no run like oh my god do you notice the little detail of her like looking at everything i didn't like as as she's walking you can like and i i didn't notice it until i was watching the commentary of like you can see her very carefully like count the number of guards look at every like exit Mm -hmm. as she's being like walked over because she like she knows that I'm probably not going to get away with this. If I get out, I'll probably have to come back in here with guns. Yeah. This was a yeah. part going back in was part of her plan all along. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Niska tells her it's not enough for two. And this is a great moment no. where she just goes, him. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You were going to ask me to choose, right? Did yeah. you want to finish? Yeah. Oh, I love mm-hmm. her yeah. so much. And that's, that's a great, like, you know, very, 
very Whedon-esque moment of it. The, the, the subversion of the expectations, something straight out of like Buffy or Angel. And of course fits perfectly here with her character of just like, no, I'm, I'm no nonsense. I'm not going to like wait for you to play your little game. Well, and not only that, but like if, if Wash's whole thing early in this episode was her split Alliance mm-hmm. and, Oh, she's, you know, so dedicated to Mal. I mean, it's all decided right here. She yeah. doesn't hesitate. Mm-hmm. No wash. But playing devil's advocate, my favorite pinball game, you could make the argument that she's just making the practical decision of he's the one who can stand torture less. Could be part of it. That yeah. I need to save the weaker of the two, mm-hmm. for sure. So if you, if you want to play devil's advocate, you totally can. Niska says this is too much money for just one person, so he cuts off Mail's ear. You, you don't want that. I don't. What am I going to do with an ear? I'm surprised he's not playing an ancient uh, Earth recording of Stuck in the Middle with you. Why? Because of Reservoir Dogs? I've never seen it. Oh. When you get it, when you see that, when you see Reservoir Dogs. You, you I'll get, get it. it. <laughs> I'm just going to laugh in the middle of that scene. I don't know if it's a comedy. <laughs> I would love, I would love to, for you, the first time you see Reservoir Dogs, to be in the theater and for you to be the one person laughing hysterically. Uh, <laughs> it would be great. When Zoe gets washed out, he tells her Mal's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and this is great. The way he says it is like, he's crazy. And he's referring to Mal, mm-hmm. not Niska. And he says, I know he kept me alive. He yeah. kept me going. And so now he feels a loyalty to Mal the mm-hmm. same way Zoe did. Yeah. Mal kept Zoe alive in the war. Mm-hmm. He kept Wash alive here. And now Wash is all about mm-hmm. taking care of getting uh, Mal back. Niska brings out his special machine to torture Mal. Does this make you think of the Princess Bride? Um, <laughs> no, what it makes me think of is uh, the scene where they have to suck out the thing from uh, Neo in the Matrix. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it reminds me of. Both. Yeah. yeah. I'm just kept waiting for him to be like, I just took one year of your life. Oh, God. I, I, I'm always conflicted about whether I want that machine explained more or not. Because I, I don't get what it does. does I mean, it put the, out little see, tendrils in it. You, the, what's effective is it shows the tendrils under his skin, like spreading, and that would hurt. But like, I don't know how that's not something that every time kills you. Well, yeah, definitely. It's just like, oh no, the amount of internal damage this is causing, you dead. All the internal bleeding, yeah. you dead. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I need more explanation for what it does. Maybe mm-hmm. just something that looks. A little less comical. I'm, it looks a little funny. Well, it's it's just a little too sci-fi for this show. Yeah. Like, if this thing existed in a Doctor Who episode, I'd be fine Absolutely. with it. Absolutely, yeah. But, like, the fact that the the most sci-fi we get is that there are spaceships and there are some lasers. Sure. The fact that there's, like, and this magical tendril machine. Well, and it's the fact that, like, whatever goes out under his skin... Mm-hmm. It looks organic. Like it's yeah. not, it's not like they go out in straight lines mm-hmm. like a machine would. Yeah. They're like snaking around like it's searching. Like it, mm-hmm. uh, it looks like it has a mind of its own. That's yeah, why it looks like a little goofy. biomechanical organism. Yeah. The border in there all of a sudden. <laughs> Wash is mounting up. So like Zoe's immediately put on guns and watching like Wash mount on, I'm like, mm-hmm. hmm. Yeah, I see why Zoe married you. Oh. Yeah. Trading out that Hawaiian shirt for the vest and the thigh holster. It's a good look. Uh, so Everyone looks badass you, with a thigh holster. You, you like his uh, wash board abs? Nailed it. 
And there's some really cute dialogue here where they're, you know, they look really serious and they're strapping up and just the grenades. Yes, thank you, dear. (laughs) (laughs) This is weird that they're all like, while they're getting geared up, Mm -hmm. Jane's just criticizing them. Yeah. And it's like, you are, where is your guilt trip now? What are you going to do if they do get mailed? I I think he's too dumb for his guilt to extend beyond buying apples well that but like specifically like i screwed up in relation to like the brother and sister i don't think he's like but i'm still loyal to mal i think it's more like well i didn't do that that's fair yeah i'm just like mal didn't kill you you owe him yeah (laughs) you i mean everyone who doesn't kill you 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 owe them (laughs) somebody had the opportunity like every time you're on an l platform what once the train stops should turn around and say, thank you for not pushing me in front of that train. Oh my train. God, this is my nightmare. Every time I'm on the L platform, I'm like, no one pushed me. <laughs> it's weird that you announce that so loudly. <laughs> Meanwhile, Book, Kaylee, and Simon are all suiting up. And they say, if it were us, Cap wouldn't hesitate. And I love this. This is, you know, mm-hmm. the loyalty that Mal shows to his crew. This is what it gets you. Yeah. It's this mutual thing of mm-hmm. like, I've got your back. You've got mine. We are a family. I love this is such a great moment. What? We are family. Oh, okay. I was um, just singing beautifully. Oh, I don't yes. know. Why it's fabulous. Where's your Grammy? Uh she's with my Grampy. <laughs> no. Nailed it. <laughs> so Knocking him out of the park today. He's actually punching the air when he <laughs> says that. So as the mics can pick it up. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. Thank God at that time. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is just a really great moment. It makes me want to be like, yeah, let's go get him. And now Jane suited up, too, mm-hmm. finally. Because I, I think it's literally like, well, I don't want to miss all the shooting. Yeah. Oh, a real tool. Even Simon's going? Shit. I don't have the right hat for this, but I'll still go. So let's go get the captain. And then editing joke. Editing joke. He's dead. <laughs> Well, that's the end of the series. Uh, way to get around, I guess. It's a great moment to have right before yeah. the commercial break. Mm-hmm. Like, well, fuck. That's dead tired. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the one time that Mal's superpower has failed him. <laughs> yeah. They found his weakness, the machine from Princess Bride. Yeah. So when we come back from the commercial, they bring him back with basically a defibrillator. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. So the rescue plan is they get Tanisca's shit. Shit. (laughs) They get all over his shit. (laughs) They get Tanisca's ship. So he says, if it shoots, if it shoots, move it. (laughs) If it shoots, move it. (laughs) Because we don't want those shooting guys around here. Just move away. It's so pacifist. It's shooting at Just slide him around. <laughs> Put those little fur pads. If you farted me, if you could stop shooting, I'd like to move. You really catch him off guard by being polite. Uh, That's what Kaylee does. Oh, uh, burn. No, if it moves, shoot it. Yep. <laughs> Unless it's the captain. Unless it's the captain. Adorable one. Uh, so they blast the bay doors, uh, send in an ATV that's on fire, mm-hmm. 
And Zoe tells them, hold this ground. And I feel like this is really great because no matter like where Zoe and Jane are going in the hallways and I don't remember the geography, anytime we cut back to the bay mm-hmm. doors, I'm aware yeah. of the goal. Hold this ground. Mm-hmm. This is super important. Book is shooting kneecaps. Yeah. Because the fuck. I do find it weird that, uh, and granted, because they're not like the, the, the big guns, but Kaylee and Simon each have like one pistol each. Like, give, give them. Give they them. definitely have more guns on that ship. Yeah. Like, give, give them, give them at least a backup. I mean, and not to, I feel like if you give me a gun, like, no, I'm going to put two hands on it. I can't mm-hmm. handle it. Yeah. But like, something with a strap. Yeah. It's just weird on my back in case. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's, it's got to be easier to aim with like a, like a, at least not like a huge gun, but a, a bigger gun that you're not like wobbling around. If you're not experienced with a little pistol, you're going to be like, woo, 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 woo. I would think, yeah, I see what you're, it feels yeah. like you'd have more leverage if there's more gun mm-hmm. to hold on to. Yeah. I have no evidence to back that up. I have never held a real gun. Well, let's go shoot some people. Okay. I will say that on video games, I always do better with a sniper rifle versus like an SMG. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Zoe somersaults and then pulls two guns. Mm-hmm. Always a kick-ass move. Yeah. She fucking rocks, man. She's my hero. I love her. When Niska's distracted, Mal uh, attaches the scary machine to the thug. Mm-hmm. And he says to Niska, you ready to meet me? Bringing back the Shan Yu thing. This is very Caleb. Oh, yeah. And how dark he gets here. Yeah. And just the delivery of that line. You want to meet the real me now? Yeah. It sounds a lot like black goo dripping. That. He needs the black goo. And what's his line in that? You ready to finish this, bitch? It's (laughs) delivered the same way. Want to meet the real me now, bitch? Yep. Kaylee freezes. Mm -hmm. She's unable to shoot the gun. It's okay, sweetie. I definitely probably would be doing the same thing. But River takes i love that she's hiding mm-hmm. she takes one look at where she needs to be shooting grabs kaylee's gun clearly had was mm-hmm. like analyzing where she yeah. needs to shoot and then takes them all out without looking without looking and this is where we get that repeated line no power in the verse can stop me oh it came back <laughs> uh so i just want to point out we're on episode 11 mm-hmm. I obviously the whole idea of this series is that it was going to be ongoing that yes. it wasn't we weren't just going to get these things. So the fact that they roll certain things out slowly, yeah. you understand that like this would have been great if we had more than one season. Yeah. But because we only get the one season, River's escalation mm-hmm. of the fuck is going on with yeah. her sometimes gets frustrating because yeah. she starts out as just being completely crazy and like out. not even speaking. Yeah. And then it becomes she's psychic, mm-hmm. like she can see the past mm-hmm. and maybe the future. And read minds to some extent. Sure. You're like, okay, great. And now we're seeing she can really kick ass, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yeah. If, again, the idea with tapping into her amygdala was that they remove the fearlessness. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. I like that. Yeah. But it took us 11 episodes to get here, mm. which is only frustrating because there are definitely some episodes. Where she's not even in it. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is I don't think it would be frustrating if there were like, you know, 10 more episodes after the uh, after objects in space. And that was like the first season. And right. like, we probably would get to a point where she's like how she is in the movie um, by the end of season one. And then like we'd explore it from there. Right. Yes. But 
Yeah. But what we got it is like, uh, and, and the thing is you remember there being more because you remember all the cool badass moments. You remember how it was in the movie. It's def- I definitely yeah. remember River from the movie as River in the series finale. Yeah. Because in my, like, that's the culmination mm-hmm. of River. And I always yeah. forget, like, no, we didn't get that no. until the movie. Yeah. Mal is fighting the thug. Mm-hmm. And so he says, this is something the captain has to do for himself. No, it's not. And they shoot him. I, I love the concept of this. I feel like it's shot kind of weird. Which part? Him falling? Well, so, like, if I'm remembering the sequence of shots, starts off, you see, like, them fighting. The the three uh, come into the room, like Jane and Zoe, and I th- is it Book? Is it the yeah. Third one? yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, then you, uh, she says the the line, uh, this is something the captain has to do for himself. Then off screen, you hear, no, it's really not. Then you get like the shooting. And you get the reaction going, oh, and they all yeah. throw their guns. Uh, and you get the shooting, and you see the guy getting shot. And then, like, it feels like you're also missing a piece. Between him getting shot and him falling, like, he, like, changes spots without you seeing it. Oh, like, there's some weird editing jump. Yeah. There's, like, something they, they didn't get a chance to film there. And then he falls down, and that's fine. But the fact that, like, there's that little jump there and that you, the, it's really not, is off screen. Oh, see, I really like that because I, ju- I like just being on their reactions. Mm-hmm. The, and the fact that they're not, like, super concerned. It's so casual that they're, yeah. like, they're, like kind of stoic of like, yeah, he has to do this for himself. And then just realize like, oh, I'm sorry. Let me pull my gun for you. I, uh, I think it's cute. It just always felt like an ADR thing where like, oh, we forgot to shoot that. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. feel intentional to me. I don't know. I, I just think it has to be because their reactions are so like mm-hmm. comical afterwards. They're yeah. clearly reacting to a goofy line. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, I want to at least see, even if you don't see the full, his line of that, just like, you, you, I want to see Mal making the decision of like, no, kill him. Yeah. Like, I want to see that too, because that's part of it. That's part of the, the humor in it to me. Okay. Of him, him just being like, fuck that noise. My bigger issue with this was, is that the effect of the guy doing the Star mm, Wars fall yeah. down the, is goofy as fuck. It's not great. That I can kind of forgive because, you know, early Time, 2000s sure. TV. Yeah. It's, I mean, just f- considering so many of the effects in this show strangely hold up. Yeah. Um, it was just one thing that it was like, it was bad. <laughs> Later, Zoe is cooking for Wash. Mm. Uh, and Mel walks in and says, your husband demands we sleep together. Mm. And Wash says, no, 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 no. It was the torture. Remember the torture? <laughs> love Zoe's line. Take me, sir. Take me hard. <laughs> I love it. It's great. How romantic. <laughs> I do also like the bit where uh, Simon says... Well, I'd never shot anyone before in books. Well, I don't think you've shot anyone yet. I'm fairly certain you haven't, still, son. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So what do you think about this one? Um, I like it a lot. There's a couple issues. The biggest, of course, being the the counselor, whatever her name was. Um, but again, there were, there was, I cut, I just jumped over that part. Like, I didn't even yeah. talk about it when it came up because nothing happens except naked lesbians. Yeah. And come on, guys, we're better than that. Yeah, it's like that's the, that's it's not this it's not that kind of show where yeah. it's just like we're gonna have something sexy just to have something sexy. Sure, like this isn't True Blood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I can I can forgive it there. Um, but yeah, I I think it's got some good character stuff. I like the action sequence at the end overall. I mm-hmm. think it's one of the 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 best like big action shoot 'em up type sequences they do in the series. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I still love this episode. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Um, for being, you know, this time around, I'm realizing how many episodes that I'm like, eh, the climax isn't very climactic. This mm. is not one of those. Oh. I love the climax. I love that we get to see a payoff to Mal's loyalty that he's had to everyone. Mm-hmm. And we see how that plays off with them. I love him being needing to be rescued in this one and everyone else is the hero coming to get him Mm -hmm. um i love wash heavy episodes because alan tudyk is a fucking master Mm -hmm. uh and he's just so watchable i love the payoff to the train job storyline that 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 was something that i had don't think i realized i needed resolution to but it did if you like continuity this is the episode for you this is wonderful i can't say this time around that it's my favorite Mm -hmm. episode because out of gas was so fucking good (laughs) um it is still like maybe number two it is still a fantastic episode but i at this point i don't think anything can compare to out of gas yeah it it doesn't rank that highly for me but like it's a super solid episode to me like i I, i'd watch it anytime it's it's not that I really ever skip over episodes in Firefly. There's no episodes that I'd like, oh, I can't watch Just that every once in a while, I'm like, I only have time to watch one. Yeah. And I'm not marathoning. Mm-hmm. Then, like, I might choose, like, yeah. Janestown or mm-hmm. Shindig. Might have a little Shindig, Shindig. What? <laughs> All right. Uh, it's time to take a break and hear from our sponsor. The estate of Duran Hamer is proud to invite you to an exclusive historical exhibit. Available to the public eye for the first time ever is a collection of the late Mr. Hamer's early 21st century artifacts at the Bellerophon History Museum. The following will enumerate but a small sample of the many treasures to behold. Be amazed by a jewel-encrusted shallow finger bowl that anthropologists know only as a bedazzled iPad case. Marvel at the last known example of a billy. This ceremonial fish sculpture was worshipped by many on earth that was, as they believed it would one day sing to them if their offerings pleased it. Examine a complete phone booth. This perplexing relic may look like a primitive communications device. However, experts say that due to organic residue and tissue signatures, it appears to have been more commonly used as a ceremonial toilet. The star of the exhibit, however, is a perfectly preserved tome, said to be one of the founding mythological texts for several extinct Earth-that-was religions. This sacred volume, known as the Complete Twilight Saga, was said to have sparked intense sectarian violence between the Edwardian and Jacobian orders, leading to the Third World War of Earth. That is but a small sample of the wonders to behold at the Bellerophon History Museum's Duran Hamer Memorial Exhibit. All items are on loan from the gracious widow Hamer. She has selflessly asked that a portion of each entry fee will be donated to the Bridget Saffron Foundation. It's time to ship out from War Stories and voyage into Trash. Ooh, like season three of Star Trek Voyager. Ooh, I said it. <laughs> uh, so I do not remember this episode existing. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't understand how it happened, but definitely like three quarters of the way into this episode, I'm like, yeah, I don't remember this. 
Wow. <laughs> this episode's pretty memorable to me. I, I don't know. And when every time I see the um the title, I get it mixed up with Out of Gas. Okay. Uh, so yeah, when this started, I was like, I'm really excited to watch a brand new episode of Firefly. <laughs> brand new episode of a show I've seen multiple times. I'm telling you, sometimes having a terrible memory is a great thing because I can experience old things brand new again. I do wish I could uh, a, 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 an expedited Eternal Sunshine version just like erase memories of things to watch it for the first time. I, I feel that way about books a lot. Mm. Like, oh, I just, I don't want to reread the same book, but I wish I could experience it for the first time. You know what I'd love to do? Watch uh, Empire Strikes Back, not knowing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I definitely, I don't know how I, it's just part of the zeitgeist. Yeah. You just, you exist knowing that. And like we, especially myself, I encourage this a lot. As a young kid, what was watching Star Wars so much that by the time I understood what, like, I am your father even meant, I had probably seen that movie a dozen times. Same. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. So Mal is naked in the desert. See, what this happened was... for the ladies. What happened was, he didn't want any tan lines. He's being smart. And you know how most people go uh, sun tanning by squatting on a rock. <laughs> Imagine how hot that rock is on Oof. his ass. Okay, he's got some hot butt. <laughs> some warm apple pie. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, do you know what his tattoo is of? Um, I'm going to guess it's of a big old penis. <laughs> I have no idea. I just know I kept trying to figure out what that tattoo yeah, was. Yeah, I did have that, have that same, like, what is that? Because it's probably just, just his tattoo. It's just an excuse to look at his naked ass. But he's got a mm. giant tattoo on his naked ass uh, that is unclear. <laughs> Mike's eyebrows are going crazy. I don't know what right? you're talking about. I'm definitely not looking at my eyebrows at all. <laughs> you're having a seizure. <laughs> 72 hours earlier, uh, Mal is participating in what I can only describe as a smuggling relay. <laughs> so he has smuggled goods that he's dropping off mm -hmm. for someone else to smuggle elsewhere. Yeah. Smuggling relay. Mm -hmm. And he's passed them on to his good friend, Monty. And the universe may be infinite, but Hollywood is not. Let's see what else this actor has been in. This is Across the Verse. All right. So uh, this one, I didn't recognize right away. I had to do some research. Mm -hmm. uh, the actor who uh, plays Monty, if anybody knows, especially if you know how to spell his first name, I'd be surprised. <laughs> Frank Ross, but with a C. Frank Ross. Frank Ross. <laughs> he doesn't look like a guy who's, who says, hey, my name is Frank uh, to me. So, of course, in Firefly, he plays Monty. Uh, probably what he's best known for is his role on both Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul as Ira, who's uh, one of like the the kind of goony guys uh, that works with them when they're at uh, Vominos. Oh. He's got a beard. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's Ira in Breaking Bad, which I, I didn't even realize until I, I did this. Yeah. I didn't realize that was the same guy. Um, played a character on Heroes, of course. Uh, you know, well, I imagine there's some crossover in fandoms. Uh, called Danny Pine, uh, which feels like a young boy's name to me, not uh, in a very adult man's, but mm. maybe it's just me. Um, he was on uh, at least one episode of Sliders as Billy T. I don't have confirmation, but I think he was a cowboy. 
It sounds like it. It sounds like he was. And I remember there being a cowboy episode for sure. Okay. Uh, it was not an episode of Charmed. Just as Jack. I think his best character name is on the show Enterprise, where he played Grizzled Man. No. <laughs> and then uh, for the uh, Buffyverse connection, do you know who you played? I mean, I do. Listeners, do you know? I'll give you a hint. Didn't play a human. He played Razor, not the scooter, the leader of the biker gang uh, from uh, Bargaining. The, like, <laughs> little who, fingers. Yeah, who talks about, like, raping little girls. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, fun guy. BT Dubs saying not human doesn't narrow it down. I mean, a little. <laughs> Wasn't one of the teachers. <laughs> Wasn't Xander. <laughs> I think there's probably more non-humans on that show than humans. I mean, it's still a hint. It's like, sure. yeah, you could play Guess Who and say, like, Oh, were you uh, did you have blue hair? It's like, well, no, and then puts the one lady down. <laughs> so we meet Monty's wife, Bridget. Ah, oh, Bridget. Uh, she looks familiar. She's, you might know her as Saffron. What? Mal's wife. Kind of. Ooh. Such a polygamist. <laughs> Mal and Saffron immediately pull guns on each other. BT dubs, she has at least three names. I'm going with Saffron. You're not going to go, uh, Yosef Bridge? Yosef Bridge. Yosef Bridge. Get over here. Or as my autocorrect like to call it, Yosef Bridge. <laughs> sure. It's a family name. They immediately pull guns on each other and start fighting. So you guys have met. I like that line. Well, before then, Monty has some weird reactions that they are trying to murder each other. Monty's like, you guys. I like stop that. Stop it. What are you doing? Bridget. Mal, what are you, like, I'm sorry, if someone, like, pulls a gun on your wife and tries to, like, and, like, literally mm -hmm. punches her in the face, and I don't have a problem with Mal punching a woman yep. because she deserves it, but, like. So but only if women are asking for it, <laughs> do you think men should hit them? I see what you're saying, She's trying Kristen. to kill him. He's defending himself. But, like, Monty should have a bigger reaction. I, I kind of like that he doesn't because I think it just says so much about his character that it's like, oh, two of, my wife and one of my best friends are fighting each other to death again. Oh, crap. <laughs> like, I just love that it paints this picture of him as like seeing this shit all the time. Well, and it's interesting because at the same time that he's having this very you guys reaction, the music is really tense. Yeah. <laughs> just they're very in contrast. Eventually, Monty gets upset and separates mm -hmm. them. And Bridget says, you're a liar, Malcolm Reynolds. And this tips Monty off to, I never told you his name. Yeah. So he leaves her with Mal. <laughs> I do love the line he shouts out to her. I shaved off my beard for you, you devil, devil woman. woman. <laughs> but what's weird here is that, like, so he leaves Mal on this planet. Mm -hmm. Was that always the plan? Yeah. Okay, because I yeah. was like, why are you punishing Mal? He didn't do anything. No, no, I think that, that was part of like, Because there's some bit of dialogue where it's like, oh, no, it's more suspicious to have two ships stopping. Then everyone knows this is going to be uh, a smuggling thing. Okay. Just see one ship could be anything. So he was always just going to yeah. sit there and wait for Serenity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is a great excuse for him to have the conversation with Joe Safbridge. Um, I am of the opinion. Okay. And maybe this is just from a more modern perspective of binge watching a Netflixization. I really wish the teaser for this episode had just been, well, that went well. And then straight to credits. That would have been more exciting for me. I'm just like, well, what the fuck is this episode? We just got a naked male and that's all we get. I would have loved that. <laughs> 
I mean, I, yeah, no, I, it, it like kind of did. screams for it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, and not that the, the one they end up with is bad. Like I think if you didn't have the naked mouth, it's a great way to go into the, the credits of like, so you guys have met like that's, that's a good line. Sure. But I just feel like it would be so strong to just be like naked protagonist in the middle of, the, of nowhere. That went well. Credits. Yeah. She's immediately just trying to ma- manipulate him. Marriage is hard work. It doesn't mean we should just give up. <laughs> Fuck you and take a walk. Oh. Literally just try to kill him. The fact that she even tries blows my mind. Yeah. She tries to tempt him by saying, I had the perfect crime lined up. He's like, nope, I'm not falling for it. Go out, walk into the middle of the desert planet and die. I love how like raunchy this gets where she's like trying to seduce him. And she's like, don't you miss it? And his response can't miss a spot you've never been. Mm-hmm. Like, I I love how, like, in it they are with this of, like, he's going to straight up shoot her. She's like, fuck me. And he's like, no, I'm going to shoot you. And just, like, it's so intense. It's, it's yeah, this is a, gr- they're really good together. Yeah. And she says, like, put me in a crate. Like, don't mm-hmm. leave me here. And he's yeah. like, nope, I don't care. Go for a walk. Mm-hmm. So we assume that's what happened. Later on Serenity, Inara invites Mal to her shuttle for a talk. And he's still a little tetchy. (laughs) Like, he's in a bad mood. This is a bad time Mm -hmm. to have this discussion with him. And she's being nicer than she ever has been. She makes him tea, invites him to sit down. He's just like, don't, you're using feminine wiles. Don't do that with me. Uh, She says she wants to go to a civilized planet where she can Mm -hmm. find honest work. And accuses him of not taking any big jobs or any risks. And this is all the push he needs Mm -hmm. to accept Saffron's offer of that Uh big job. Uh, it's uh, all in uh. Ara's fault. So she was in the crate the whole time. Yeah. Like, and he's been on the ship for a while. Yeah. It's, that's not going to be fun for her. Like, he, it's no wonder when he opens it up that she looks exasperated. I wonder if there was much oxygen. It's like, I'll give you one air hole. She's like, I got to pee so bad. <laughs> I peed on all the goods you're smuggling. Yeah. Oh, no, not all our cat toys. <laughs> The mark of her caper is a collector of earth artifacts. The big item she's after is the original handheld laser pistol, the Lassiter. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got all the security codes, but getting out is the hard part because it's tagged. So she can get in. Yeah. How do you get it out? Mm-hmm. Um, this is just like the themes they clip to jeans on department stores. How, how would you know that? Because I accidentally. Oh, accidentally. They didn't remove it. It's not my fault. Mm, okay they didn't remove it when you stuffed it in your bag no so i um i'm very short mm-hmm. and they don't make all jeans in size short so i put, tried on these jeans and they were like way too long I'm like oh i'm just gonna roll up the cuffs and see what that would look like and i rolled up the security tag into the cuff and when i went to check out they didn't see it mm. so it's kind of nerve-wracking when you get home you're like well how do i get it off now yeah and it's weird that it didn't go off that's Hmm. Oh, it 100% went off. Oh. But you know, like when you walk, like they, sometimes they yeah. just go off all the time. And like they check my bag and they're like, yeah. it's all on your receipt. You're I paid, paid for them. Yeah. yeah. I think, well, I don't know. Maybe they'd be suspicious that it was like all part of some two for one ring or something that sure. if you went back and like, here's my receipt, you guys missed this. Yeah. But like I, I, I bought one pair, but I also stole another. Yeah. yeah. I do love uh, Wash's reaction of, we're in space. How did she get here? She hitched a ride. I don't remember pulling over. <laughs> I just love how, how how truly befuddled he is by like, this, how? He's this, asking this, the good questions. How, how, space. 
So Inara has a big fight, says don't trust her. Uh, Saffron to Zoe (laughs) tells her, get over it. And Zoe just punches her out. I love Zoe. (laughs) Yes. So the Tams are supposed to hide from Saffron the whole time Mm -hmm. because she's likely to turn them in for the reward. Good point. Uh, River says we can't trust her, which is not exactly prophetic. (laughs) Uh, Jane says in general that he just doesn't trust girls. And I love River just poking his buttons. Jane's a girl's name. Jane ain't a girl now, is he? (laughs) Relax, big man. I'm going to go get a new hat. And River tells Simon, Jane is afraid of us mm-hmm. ever since Ariel bum, bum, bum. tips him off. Yep. So we see this fancy neighborhood that's actually like floating pods. So I, the um, structure of this episode yeah. is similar to Ariel, another kind of heist mm-hmm. structure where as saffron is explaining the plan we're seeing yep. them carry out the plan absolutely very very typical for a heist sure no. and it, i like it it's yeah. i it's i i would hate to w- just watch a scene of her explaining it mm-hmm. and then have to watch it <laughs> yeah a waste of time i'm sure there's a way to do that in a clever way but i feel like it just it just works so this well is, this is fine classic. this is yeah. great mail and saffron take the shuttle to the house and poses caterers for the big party mm-hmm so once they're in, how do they get the goods out? They throw it in the garbage. Oh, I should have known from the title. <laughs> this is Kaylee's idea. Mm-hmm. The garbage is then collected by drones, which she's going to reprogram to deliver the trash right to them. And this gives a perfect opportunity for Jane to wear a little hat. He loves wearing his little hat. He loves hats. his little hats. I think I forgot to mention he was wearing like a, like a real Australian number in the last episode when he was out in the desert. He's got quite the collection. He just loves his hats. Where did they put them? We've seen his bunk. I would love to see a wall of hats. It's like behind the, the wall of guns is a wall of hats. <laughs> Kaylee and Jane are balancing on top of Serenity, reprogramming the drone. But Jane gets electrocuted and passes out. So he's out for the majority, the, just yeah. the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. Mal and Saffron are interrupted. As they're stealing the laser pistol. Uh-oh. And you found my wife. What? Wow. She is a real big polygamist, guys. So this guy knows her as Yolanda. <laughs> she does not look like a Yolanda. I don't know that many Yolandas, so. Okay. Maybe, maybe she does. Sure. She's been gone six years, said she was sold into slavery. Funny how she disappeared the same day as Heinrich. Mm, that is but interesting. he was found dead so we decided mm. you didn't run off with him mm-hmm. interesting mal's really smart he kind of figures it out he says mm-hmm. you know you could have just strolled in here to take it and when he, he found us yeah. you could have just knocked him out yeah but you didn't you're sneaking in here because you care what he thinks of you you don't mm-hmm. want him to know you're the one stealing from him yeah. this is your real husband bum 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 he returns and figures out what's going on. Um, and I love if you, he, while he and Saffron are confronting each other, just male in the background, just sneaking mm-hmm. the pistol into the yep. trash, like, and dump. <laughs> <laughs> She's really mad at her husband here. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to, really trying to figure out why she's mad. Like, is she just being defensive? Mm. Is she resentful? Like, we established that, like, she was running off with Heinrich, 
So she wasn't actually in love with this husband. Like mm-hmm. her say, him saying that like you care what he thinks of you. You don't really want to steal for him to know that you're stealing from him implies that she has feelings for him. But I don't get that. I feel like it could be a thing where it's like I used to love him. Mm. But then she kind of fell out of love. But she still like cares about him but doesn't want to like be with him in any way. I'm kind kind of of focusing on the line when she talks about like, he's like, I could have given you everything. And she talks about like, yeah, and I, I just be locked away here with you and never leave. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what she's resentful of. She realized like, oh, I'm never leaving this stupid, secured planet. Yeah. I, that is not the life that I want. Jetson's island. Yeah. She tells him, if you had a brain, you'd have called the cops when you saw me. And he says, I did. And I don't, uh, ugh, ugh, ugh. The way she says, like, call them off. I'll do anything. Like, the, just yeah. as I was thinking the words, you're embarrassing yourself. Yeah. He says, you're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> like, ew. I, 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 I like the line. I feel like it's a little out of this character where he, he talks about how he appreciates Malcolm's uh, honesty, uh, but not, you know, a lot. <laughs> I like the line. It feels a little weird coming out of his mouth. He doesn't seem like a very humorous person, but no, it's a good line. Mm -hmm. So they run from the feds. F-15 fighters, it looks like. Yeah. For a very secure planet. Mm -hmm. Super care about your shit. Back on the shuttle, Saffron seems to show real remorse, but not really. I mean, we knew it wasn't. She just wanted to get his gun. Mm Mm-hmm. She strips him down, leaves him in the desert, which is how he ended up there. For the ladies. You <laughs> know the episode. She also fucked with Serenity's controls. So back on the ship, they can't turn. Cut to Saffron digging through trash. Gross. Digging through what she is. Oh, Aww. take that, Joseph Bridge. Joseph Snap. Bridge. Uh, she can't find the pistol because Inara's got it. Uh-oh. It's all part of the plan. Inara was supposed to act huffy, but she was the backup since they, um, ever since they took Saffron out of the crate, the whole Mm -hmm. plan was for her to lie back and wait, not pun not intended, and wait for uh, Saffron to betray them, which of course she was going to. And then she leaves her in the dumpster to wait for the cops. And I do love too how uh, Inara didn't have to get dressed up for this, but she's like, I'm going to look fabulous does she ever well, not dress up well i point a laser pistol like i mean there's times when she's not she's not wearing like a full like headdress and veil <laughs> like she's definitely like i'm gonna look great while when you're, you're in com- the trash when you're a companion you have to watch out for sunburn you have to protect yourself her skin is her business i don't think that the what the veil she's wearing yeah. uh, in front of her i don't think that's where they help she doesn't much. want her nose to get sunburn put some zinc on there <laughs> the future they don't have zinc they're in the outer planets. No, the wait, they're not. This is fancy planet. Yeah, fancy planet. They got tons of zinc. Made of zinc. Back on Serenity, Jane wakes up. He can't move his arms or legs. Simon is super fucking scary. Yeah. He says, how much was our ransom? Mm-hmm. And tells him, in your line of work, you're likely to get hurt often and need my expertise. End up on my table. Which we think is a threat that he's going to be like, so you better watch your back mm. because I could very easily, you know, yeah. p- paralyze you, kill you, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he says, but you're safe. You will always be safe in my care. I'm trusting you. You should trust me. Like that's mm-hmm. not what you expect from this scene and not what I remembered from this scene. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I definitely every time I, I think I've seen this scene, I assume it's going to go the way of don't fuck with me. I'll kill you. Yes. Or even I mean, more in Simon's character. Don't fuck with my sister. I'll kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, I he again, as some, much as sometimes he pisses oh. me off. He is all about his Hippocratic mm-hmm. oath. He is yeah. a legit very good doctor. Well, it it brings the two things that I think are most fun to watch with his character of like the fact that he really does truly care about his sister and there's that relationship there and how what he brings isn't just like he's not just, you know, doctor for doctor's sake. He's also a badass because he's a doctor. Well, and he has it he has something in common with Mal where Mal has this really strong sense of loyalty and Mm -hmm. duty. And in his case, it's to do with fighting and smuggling, but Simon has the same sense of duty in relation to taking care of people when they need his, his expertise. Um, So you can see how they're two very different characters and that Mal, um, you know, was raised by ranchers and fought mm-hmm. in the war and has nothing. And Simon was raised by the snootiest of all snooty mm-hmm. people. So he is also a tad snooty, yeah. but they both have this same shared sense of loyalty and duty. Mm-hmm. Um, on the subject of uh, medical issues, I think one of my favorite lines that I had never noticed before. Mm-hmm. So uh, go, go, we'll go backwards the scene uh, as the bin is being closed on Yosef Ridge, Yosef Bridge. You can just barely hear it, but she says, I have a condition. <laughs> I did catch that one. I time. don't think I, I had ever heard that before. And it's condition. great. You can't lock me here. I have a condition. <laughs> I'm allergic to trash. <laughs> like, what is that condition that she's going to be like, okay. <laughs> I think we all have a condition of not wanting to be locked in a dumpster. No. I, Unless I, you're Oscar. Well, then that's just heaven. Yes. It's Grouch. It's, it's Oscar and Grouchland. <laughs> uh, speaking of great lines, this scene with Jane ends with River saying the very famous line, also, I can kill you with my brain. <laughs> when Serenity picks up Mal, uh, he's still naked. And he <laughs> is just completely unashamed. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so funny how this scene ending any other episode would be just a nothing throwaway scene. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just got very casual dialogue of great to have you back. Mm-hmm. Load up the thing. Great to be back. But the, because he's naked the entire time and nobody's talking about yeah. it. The fact that like no one's being like, Hey dude, gross mm-hmm. pants makes it so funny. Yeah. And even sweet little Kaylee isn't, isn't like, Whoa, that's the captain's naughty bits she's just like hey captain good to have you back and just pretending as if he's not naked Mm -hmm. it's really really funny well i love how he is this confidence and like yeah sure he's a good looking guy but i think it's so much of like this worked out great yeah and like he he doesn't even care he doesn't have pants because like i pulled off this really cool heist it's really it's it's a really cute ending Mm -hmm. so what do you think about this one uh, I think it's great. I'm, I think it's crazy that you forgot it existed. It's insane. Because um, I think it's just one of the most like purely just fun episodes. I'm going to be um, honest. When Joe was on, he brought up, I believe, the Firefly RPG game. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it was the RPG or in the board game where mm-hmm. he said that Saffron is a character yeah. and all three of her personas. And 
really in my mind, I was like, I have no idea what Joe is talking about, but I'm just going to let it go. <laughs> like, so now this, that conversation yep. is coming back to like, yeah, this episode, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> that's the third. I thought I just like missed part of the episode where there's a third persona. I, I don't want to I honestly was like, was she one of the whores that comes back in Hearts of Gold? I, oh. I was like, I, I mean, I don't know. That's an episode that I had kind of lost for a while. Well, we'll yeah. get to it. We'll okay. get to it. Yeah, it's a it's a good episode. Um, it's not it's not bad. I enjoyed it. It's mm-hmm. not particularly one that like I think is a standout in any way. It's mm. not like the funniest. The action isn't that great. The heist in Ariel is better than this heist. Although I do enjoy the heist here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, visually, I like Jetson's land it was was pretty yeah i don't really enjoy saffron this time around like oh, i i okay. liked her way better in our mrs reynolds mm. in this one like in our mrs reynolds she was very good at what she was doing yeah. in this one anytime that she's being manipulative it just feels gross like when she's like mm. i'll do anything please and even when she's just like i have a condition it's all so pathetic and kind of yeah. gross that i'm like eh, it just feels like a different i'm not That's a fan of it I, I like it. I think kind of because it's a different version of the character because you see her like not being able to pull the same tricks again because mm-hmm. it's the except for at the very beginning, Monty, everyone she's trying to con is people she's already conned. Mm-hmm. So they're like never going to trust her. No, I totally get it. Like so her like, tactic, tactics would have to change yeah. and she's not used to having to use these new tactics. So mm-hmm. she's trying yeah. old, trying true stuff and it's not working. So it's yeah. coming across as pathetic as mm-hmm. opposed to manipulative and cunning and that kind of thing. It's just, it's more fun to watch her when she's in her element. When she's I think. nailing it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just really enjoy her as just like, I love a returning villain. That's like, mm. Uh, got a strong character and is played by a good actor. So I, I, I think I, that wasn't as big of a problem for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely see what you're saying there. Now it's time to celebrate some thrilling heroics with this week's Big Damn Hero of the Week. So this was a tough one for me. Lots of thrilling heroics. Lots of thrilling heroics. And it came down to two because, like, in the second episode, they're pulling off a heist for most of it. So there's not as much that I really consider, like, heroic in it. Sure, yeah. So it's really, like... In- not super high stakes. Yeah. 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 Um, so in War Stories, it was between two. And I finally... I had to go with who had to um, go through more to be heroic. Mm-hmm. And that's why I landed on male. Once again, you're always choosing team male. I'm... I, I, I In this one, like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a sucker for... I'm I'm going through horrible things and still trying to help. That's why in the very first episode, I gave it to uh, Kaylee because uh, she was injured and still was helping. And he's being tortured and is still trying to help mm-hmm. Wash mm-hmm. Um, even more than I. Wash is like kind of trying to help him back, but he's he's not great at it. Uh, and Mal's really like trying to keep him up in a yeah and above board he's being selfless he's thinking yeah. of wash before himself exactly yeah a legit choice mm-hmm. it's interesting that i think we both chose the same people we chose last time i chose zoe that was my because she launched the big rescue for mm-hmm. both um mal and wash i love that she cased the joint ahead of time yeah 
also something we didn't bring up in trash is when uh, Kaylee is reprogramming that mm-hmm. drone. It comes down to the last minute, and she's about okay. to get her yeah. head crushed, and Zoe has to pull her back. Mm-hmm. If it weren't for Zoe, Kaylee would have died. Mm. But then we could get ghost Kaylee, the most adorable ghost. She goes on first dates with Casper. It's awesome. Oh, Simon's all like, mm. "I wish I was dating that ghost. I gave, I didn't date her when she wasn't a ghost. I don't have the chance." What was them that words? What was said? Them's tumble words. Who said the following quote? I'm scared of her. She dragged me onto her runway. I don't like flying. I like being landed on even less. Uh, mm. uh, <laughs> I don't know what who who it is or what it's referring to. I'm gonna say, um, <laughs> I'm gonna say it's Larry Fishburne referring to Gina Torres and <laughs> how they got married. Because <laughs> okay. I have no fucking clue. This is a quote. From two guys, two girls, and a pizza place. <laughs> Go on. Uh, the episode title <laughs> is War Stories. <laughs> Nathan Fillion was on yes, this was. show playing the character of Johnny. <laughs> so he was on two shows <laughs> that both had an episode called War Stories. Oh, well, that's fun. oh mercy i once uh in a high school wrote a paper because we had to do our our final paper of a year of or a semester of english class basically relating three characters from three of the things we had read okay and um i remember i think one was oh what's her name from to kill a mockingbird scout yep yeah scout and then i forget who the other two were um but it was like two dudes uh and then scout from to kill a mockingbird so my the title of my paper was two guys a girl and no pizza place (laughs) what was the grade you got uh i think i got like an a oh good job uh and i i your teacher had a sense of whimsy i'm not i'm not gonna say that it 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 was probably a b plus paper (laughs) but i got an a because that title (laughs) I can imagine being a teacher, like, at home, late at night, grading papers, and, like, if you can make your teacher laugh, I feel like, uh, come on. <laughs> it's a hard job. <laughs> you got to get your lulls where you can. I don't know why, but I just, like, I had the image of, actually, that that teacher from that class just going, that motherfucker. <laughs> and, and now that just seems really funny to me, like, imagining teachers at home, like, thinking about their students being like, that son of a bitch. That just asshole. like just like cussing about their students because <laughs> yeah. they can because they're not. They clearly do. <laughs> yeah. It just felt like, oh, that that crazy. Yeah. Oh. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. You can contact us at SunnydaleStacks at gmail.com or at SunnydaleStacks on Twitter to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Firefly. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. Look for our sister podcast, Hey Do You Remember? And be sure to check out the Wayne Manor memoirs while you're there. And join us next time when we explore the message and heart of gold when we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks.